0: This is the fantasy road
1: show hey welcome in to another episode of the fantasy Road show we are your hosts peruge you got truck here we got Shane Shane o. Mac we got Coles at Coles underscore sports at s McCormick underscore FF and at fantasy underscore trucker make sure you follow us on Twitter uh, support the show make sure you go and uh, follow the show at fantasy road show. Check out the Substack to get all of our weekly articles at thefantasyroadshow.substack.com. And as always, this episode is brought to you by Rule One Proteins. Go to www.ruleoneproteins.com. Enter roadies40 at checkout to get 40% off. Boys, how we doing today?
0: Uh pretty good. What what do we got there? Eight man oh, uh, eight, eight man auto draft league. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out
1: to uh um our one of our viewers yesterday bragging about his eight man auto draft league.
0: Yeah uh, Spencer Graves, stuff. yeah. Yeah, Spencer yeah. um, Graves <laughs> so funny. We had some news yeah. uh so Anthony Richardson yeah, go is out for the year. Um it's official. Yeah. He's going to have that surgery to repair his AC joint. And then okay, um, multi-week for Kyron Williams. Um, so hopefully you listen to hitchhikers. Well, listen to Shane specifically. I think you were the one that was stressing like this may be a little bit longer than one week, um, which sucks as a Kyron owner. I did get Zach Evans in a couple leagues, and I think I'm going to look into – getting Royce Freeman, uh, wherever I have a bench spot sort of available. Um, even going as far as dropping someone like Johan, Jah- Jahan Dotson swing and, oh, yeah. there, and pick up Royce Freeman, I, to be honest, like it's going to be one of, it's going to be a, you know, Evans Royce Gaskin, throw all three at a wall and see who sticks. You know, I don't necessarily think it's going to be a three-person backfield. Um, I don't necessarily think it's going to be a two-person backfield. I think McVeigh likes to trust in a running back and kind of just, you know, this is the guy that works in the offense and primarily yeah. run him. So um, I, I think I, based on just, like, instinct and what I saw out of Freeman in the um, in the preseason – I'm willing to just throw a dart and have a 33% chance that it works. I don't know. What do you guys think?
2: Yeah, um, I, picked up, I picked him up. I picked up Bevins too, but just, I picked him up on his $0 bid. Like I didn't put any fab yeah. on him. It was just, hey, if I got him, I got him. If I didn't get him, then if I had a free roster space, I would have went around and picked up Freeman just for the heck of it.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. Um, what do you think, Chuck? Um, yeah, absolutely. I think Evan, can you hear me?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I got Good. serious lag. Yeah, I guess it's me. I don't know. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. My, I don't, I don't have any internet issues right now as of yet, but, um, I'm sure I'll, I will. Uh, but no, I, I, I think Zach Evans is going to get the first crack at it and how he does, um, will determine his production the rest of the couple of weeks that we have him. But, uh, I do think he's the guy to own and I think he has the best chance of succeeding in this backfield and, and producing the most. Uh, although, you know, it may just be annoying and we're going to see a whole bunch of running backs touch the ball. Yeah.
0: Um, All right. Well, let's get yeah, into good. red and green. Oh, yeah.
1: Red light, green light, uh, going over the start sits uh, love, hate, for week seven. Everybody a buckle up. All right. So, starting off with Shane O'Mac, hit me with your red light quarterback
2: of the week or quarterbacks. Uh, my first one is, you know, preface it by assuming he's going to play, but it's going to be Trevor Lawrence at New Orleans. Um, you know, he's going to be probably started by most teams, but um, he's been in 16 points or less and four straight games. I think there are some streaming or guys you could pick up and play this week that you should play over Trevor Lawrence on Thursday night at New Orleans, who's also done a pretty good job of, limiting fantasy production to quarterbacks this year. So he's my first red light and probably the first time this year, if I had him, I would actively bench him.
0: I completely agree. I, I also have Lawrence on my list. No way. I, I, uh, I uh, So for me, it's more about Saints defense in the Superdome and Lawrence's knee. Um, I just think, all of those factors combined, and I'm just kind of out on Lawrence. So I agree. Well, I have him as well.
1: Uh, he is on my red light list, Trevor Lawrence at New Orleans. Uh, he has yet to live up to expectations, man. He's just been uh, pretty mediocre this year, and he has yet to crack the top ten since week one. So going against a tough defense in the Superdome, I just don't want any part of it. So I agree with both of you guys.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's our first trifecta. Boom. Um, but yeah, so I just don't like Lawrence there in this spot. I do think he starts to bounce back. And to be honest, like I think the Jaguars can catch fire at the right time. Um, they're obviously in a loaded AFC, but like the way that this season is playing out. We've seen flashes of success with the Jaguars. I still yeah. think that they're a good team and a good offense, and I could see a Doug Peterson team just kind of getting better throughout the season and catching fire at the right time. I just don't like the short week. I don't like the injury. I don't like um, I don't like this spot. And I agree with yeah. Shane. I don't think I have them in any leagues, but um, I would look to streaming someone like – I don't know, Sam Howell comes off the top of my head, even though I don't necessarily love that spot either, but that's someone that I would look towards in that direction. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Shane, what do you? What
1: else you got for uh, red light quarterbacks this week?
2: Um, so my second one is Kirk Cousins going against the Niners. Uh, I just think this is going to be a obviously bounce back week for the Niners. Um, they've only uh, – given up five touchdowns to opposing quarterbacks this year. So they've limited quarterback reductions. I think it's that matchup one it is the big thing. Obviously, without Justin Jefferson, I just don't think there's going to be a ton of scoring opportunities for Minnesota this week.
0: Primetime Kirk.
2: Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, primetime Kirk, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, another primetime stat. I think the, uh, the over-under – on primetime games this year it's been under 14 uh 14 and 6 the under is hit which is just like insane um so that's probably gonna bounce back at some point um per usual but i mean i think without knowing that we would all agree that the primetime games have been a little underwhelming this far so uh, oh definitely that's that's something that reflects that but uh yeah i like kirk don't have him on my list but i i was definitely considering him well
1: i have him on my list so shane we are two for two um yeah i just i i didn't like what i saw last week against chicago he had his worst game yet against arguably one of his easiest matchups on the week or on the season and i think losing justin jefferson hurt this team a lot more than people think and uh they just didn't have a lot of production and the 49ers are just a really really good defense your top five against quarterbacks, So yeah, I'm, I'm not about it this week. Ain't about Cole, Cole. you
0: got anything else? Uh, of course I do. I have Jared Goff. I'm going to continue to fade in the lions um, at Baltimore. This is like, this is a really bad spot for the lions. Um, and, This is supposed to have some wind. They just lost Montgomery. You're going to need a pound to be one of those fall, fall East Coast run the ball, you know, kind of get a little gritty type of game. Lions defense has shown that they're pretty good and can, um, can definitely play one of those muck up, muck it up type games. But, um, you know, road golf, wind, losing montgomery i don't think gibbs i think we talked about that yesterday i don't think gibbs is going to be you know full go they're just going to not be 100 percent flying's team and they are thought of as one of the best teams in the nfc right now which like yeah they've looked great thus far but they don't really have that many impressive wins i think you have the chiefs to start the year, but other than that, what do you have? The Falcons is probably your best win. Um, I mean, let me pull up their schedule real quick. Yeah. They, yeah, they played the chiefs, the
1: Seahawks, the Falcons, uh, the The Packers. That was a loss. Yes. I'm just saying their schedule has has been pretty, pretty soft so far this year.
0: Yeah. But, but since opening night against the chiefs, you haven't really played, you've done everything you're supposed to do, but, You know, chalking them up as one of the best teams going into a tough Baltimore, um, a tough Baltimore environment in a game where Lawrence didn't necessarily look great, or not Lawrence, Lamar didn't necessarily look great. He is, it's just a really good spot, I think, for the Ravens. And another thing to add there is like the only thing game script wise that goes against the Ravens is, teams coming back from london kind of start slow so that would be the only thing that worries me but i just think it's a bad spot for the lions and they're gonna get beat by the ravens yeah Um, he was in contention for me my other one i have down here on my notes i don't even know i'll just leave him off it's all good (laughs) (laughs) okay it's All right, uh, it's Jordan. I'll say it. Fuck it. It's Jordan Love. Um, I just think like the Broncos' defense eventually has to look okay. I think they're starting to kind of Vance Joseph has seemed to figure something out, but um, just going to mile high. I I, I think it, again from just a cap being a good spot for the Broncos to finally do something this could be a team that you just keep getting beat on but there should be some value on the broncos given how bad they've been um and just a home mile high game against the packers team who uh, they're they're not that good
1: yeah i i think that's a good segue to uh yeah no i i get that uh but i think that's a good segue to green light quarterbacks because i have jordan love as my green light quarterback so i'll combat you a little bit on this one um jordan love struggled last week against the raiders and our last last game in week five uh he had a bye week last week in week six time to reflect off his bad game but other than that man he's he's been decent he's been putting up over 20 fantasy points per game outside of that game in week five against the raiders so a juicy matchup this week against the broncos i don't think the broncos defense turns it around uh, they've been the worst defense in the NFL thus far, and I think that stays the same this week. And uh, Jordan Love has a get-right game uh, here against the Denver Broncos.
2: Shane, what do you got? I think and for this him, I think a lot of it would come down to me, like is Aaron Jones back and playing and back to Aaron Jones? Because I do think that makes a big difference for Love's production and some of those easy matchups that he has with Aaron Jones coming out of the backfield. Um, I So I think Love's a good example to bring up when you put it up against our Trevor Lawrence call. So like, I think I'd probably lean Love over Lawrence if I had to make the call between those two guys.
0: Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Yeah, I can see that. I probably still look further down to like a Howell. Um, I really don't think Love is that good. which sucks because I was all about him and I was very vocal for him being good. Um, I just think he's either not good or it's going to take some time for him as a starter to learn. It just seems like he doesn't go. It's not as bad as Ritter. Like Ritter literally doesn't go through projection progressions. He just throws to whoever's on his mind before the the play starts. Um, And, it kind of love. Love doesn't really see the field as well as I think you. You need to be a, a successful quarterback. Um, so I think you know Vance Joseph is going to drop a game plan that just kind of flusters him and makes him look bad in Mile High. All right, well, uh, Coles, Who else do you have on your green light list? I'm getting such bad lag here. Um let me try you you run with one rye. I'm going to hop out. Okay. All right. Uh, um well, I just I just did one Shane. Go
1: ahead and uh hit me with yours.
2: All right. I'll uh while he's hopping off. Um uh, my my first one is going to be uh Geno Smith going against Arizona. I think this is a bounce back game for him. As bad yeah. as it was last week, I mean, he still threw for over 300 yards, which was which is good to see. Amen. Um Cardinals are, you know, they're bottom 10 in the league and passing yards allowed and touchdowns allowed. Um, I just think this is a bounce-back game for Geno.
1: Yeah, I like that. Um, I wanted to put him on my green light list. It just makes me so nervous, Geno Smith. Like, he just hasn't been good this whole season, you know? So it's like um, it's a good matchup, and, it, it, you know, he's probably going to have a good game. That's what it comes down to, you know?
2: Yeah, and I think – you know, of his uh, production, I was like, Kenneth getting more uh, action and converting more touchdowns inside the ten inside the five, you know, where in the past, you were seeing a lot of those touchdowns be passing touchdowns to either to Tyler Lockett, who he's bound for about or later and DK Metcalf. but um, you know those are kind of converting over to some rushing touchdowns now.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, My other green light quarterback. uh, Sorry, I'm dealing with something over here now, too. (laughs) This is not good. Um, So, uh, no, it's it's all right. I'm good. Uh, Brock Purdy. Uh, I got Brock Purdy against Minnesota this week. Uh, Brock Purdy is coming off of one of his worst, actually his worst game in his entire career almost, um, last week. And this week against Minnesota, I think he bounces back uh Purdy has scored over 20 points in three of his last four games uh I really like the track record he was on and without Christian McCaffrey I think Purdy's really going to have to step up um and perform well in order to win these games even though uh the, the 49ers should win pretty easily against Minnesota so I, I like Purdy this week I think he has a big game I don't know how do you feel about that
2: yep. so Purdy was my second guy too so we'll see when Coles gets back if it's a trifecta with Purdy also but yeah, Vikings just aren't very good against the pass. You know, they're another team that's in that bottom seven of passing touchdowns allowed. Um I'm and I'm not even really that concerned if he's with if if Debo's not in the game, if he doesn't end up playing in that game, I still think he yeah. can put up two touchdowns at least, uh, you know, two hundred and twenty five yards throwing at least. And this week with buys and everything, even if it's that type of performance, that's going to put him as a top 10, top 12 option.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm, right on, I'm right on the same page with you there. Uh, I think Ayuk has a big game this week. That's uh, a little little tidbit to my, my green light uh, wide receivers. But um, yeah, man, I, I think that's good there. Um, all right, well, we don't have Cole's green light quarterbacks. We'll touch those up when he gets back. Uh, But let's move on to uh, red light running backs. Shane, what what do you got for red light running backs this week?
2: Um, So my first one, it's going to kind of carry over the theme here. I'm going with Alexander Madison against that Niners defense. Um, You know, some people are going to be forced, I think, to play Madison because of bye weeks because of injuries. They look and see that he's been a top 24 running back for four weeks in a row. But when you dig in and look at his rushing yards and his, yards per carry. It is awful. It is yeah. not good. It's not good. Um, now, we're not seeing Cam Akers cut into his production like we thought we would, but this 49ers defense only allows 80 yards rushing a game. I think they they put the clamps on him, and like I kind of said with Cousins, I just don't think there's going to be a lot of scoring opportunities in this game.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, I would be hesitant in starting Madison. Uh, Coles, welcome back. I hope Did you're... You,
0: did you say he was the last four weeks he wasn't a top twenty-four?
1: He was a top
0: twenty-four running back Yeah, last he was. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was all season. Um, is it just the last four weeks? I just saw the last four weeks. He. I had- mean, look, because I, I, I thought I saw somewhere I that it was all season. I didn't fact check it, but. Uh, no week two, he was running back forty-eight.
2: Yeah. I thought, oh, I, said, I thought there was one week. In as there. much as
0: we like sleeper their desktop version is fucking dog shit. Their their What is desktop version? Yeah, that's what I use. I, I use mobile only. It's fucking dog shit. I hate yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, I, I, whatever. But yeah, so I, I saw something like <laughs> I saw, about, I saw that he hadn't been outside of top 24 and I was like, what is going on there? Because yeah. I just haven't been impressed. But you know that's because the Vikings have zero rushing touchdowns. Yes. Um, so yeah, I have Madison on my red light list as well. Um, what did you guys go through? I, I did a quick restart. I guess it wasn't yeah. That quick, we, that was no our restart.
1: first. That was our first red light running back. I was waiting for you to, to finish your green light quarterbacks. Uh, I don't think you uh, talked <clears throat> you about any of them. Um, I had um, Jordan Love and Brock Purdy. And Shane, who did you have? I had
0: Geno Smith and Brock Purdy. I have Geno Smith. Um, I love that spot against the Cardinals coming off a loss. It's just like a no-brainer spot play. Um, and then, of course, Lamar Jackson. I talked about him um, coming off a game where he wasn't great. He usually plays outstanding the next – I just lost truck. Are you in there?
2: Yeah, he's coming back. There he is.
0: The fuck is going on.
2: <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know.
0: <laughs> so yeah, Geno Smith and then also Lamar Jackson um, talked about it a little bit with golf. I think that's an outstanding spot for the Ravens. Uh, Lamar Jackson coming off games where he doesn't look great. He usually doesn't have two of those in a row. And if it is windy, uh, you know, a chilly fall, windy game, Ravens just know how to play ball in that, and to me, that means Jackson's gonna let it rip with his legs. So I I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see one of those performances from Jackson where he gets close to a hundred yards on the ground. But um, give me Lamar and Geno; those are my green light quarterbacks.
1: All right, all right, yeah, I can get behind those for sure. Um, all right, so do it. <laughs> Um, green or red light running backs, uh, going back to, uh, bounce off with Shane had. uh, my red light running back this week is a combo. It's basically the Indianapolis Colts backfield. It's Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss. Uh, I wouldn't want to play either one of them. Moss has been a top 10 running back in both games. Taylor has been active. Uh, but as we know, as we've been talking about on the show, Jonathan Taylor's role will be improving and it's going to progress but I don't see either of these guys being able to do much against this Browns defense. And that just goes for the Colts as a whole. I'm just fading the entire team this week. Um, Running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks. I I think this Cleveland defense is going to shut them
0: out. Yeah. Yeah. I have Moss on my list. I think not only is it just a horrible matchup, I think um, his role is just going to slowly fade a little bit. Um, every week that jonathan taylor gets more game um game experience more you know snaps under his belt that's gonna continue to decrease for moss so um, between the workload decreasing and a horrible matchup against the uh, browns who are one of the best defensive lines i have zach moss on my bench and I'll probably have to start both of them. So that's fun.
1: <laughs> yeah. This bipocalypse is tough uh, and all these injuries. So um, Shane, what else, what do you got for uh, your other red light running back this week?
2: I had Taylor specific because I think this is the week people put Taylor's in their lineups. If they have t- both of them, I think they're going to look at it. Like this is the week where he gets more of the carries, but what I was looking at is he kind of really helped save his fantasy day last week with like 50 yards receiving. And I just don't see that against this Browns defense, them giving up any of those big chunk receiving plays. Well,
0: Shane, yeah. as a Jonathan owner in one league where I own both <laughs> Moss and Taylor, I am hoping for a couple catches from Taylor and maybe a garbage time touchdown from Zach Moss. Otherwise,
1: I'm <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's uh but yeah, no hopefully. yeah
0: i i like that i have my my last running back is richad richad Richard, uh, right? Richard, he's just bad richad is bad <laughs> that's that's my analysis for that's this. your analysis Richard yeah. is bad <laughs> yeah no i mean um, it's like yeah. workload's been his whole thing he hasn't he hasn't produced with it and um, you're starting to see Keisha Vaughn get some snaps, and that's not good. I mean, it's not like that's a huge threat to him losing his job, but certainly losing touches, which has been the calling card for Richard is paid. <laughs> I
1: feel like that's in the South Park episode. Or it should be. Richard!
0: <laughs> Richard.
1: Um, I have Rashad White as well on my list. Um, I just, I don't know who's still starting him out there. Like if you are, what are you doing? I um, I will be. At, yeah. Well, I get, okay. So that's the thing about this red light list this week. It's like, we're highlighting players that are playing, but y- in
0: certain leagues, you need anybody that's going to be touching the ball this week. So, um, there I, are I understand where you shouldn't start every player we're naming on a red light list. That yes. being said, I'm in 14 team leagues with three flex <laughs>
2: positions.
0: So. Yeah, you don't uh, have the luxury good, of. You, it, I'll I'll give you my fucking login, and you find someone that I should start <laughs> over. We can or both Colts against the fucking Browns. Um, exactly, so. exactly. But
1: um, yeah, he's Rashad White has only finished inside the top twenty once this year, and that was in week two. Like every other week, he's been outside the top twenty. He's been bad, and the Falcons are the fourth best team against running backs. Richie. I just I I want no part of Rashad White. Or the Bucs, really? The, I think the Bucks are going to f- struggle to find momentum this week against the Falcons.
0: Um, yeah, so I am starting both of them. Let's see. I'm just, I, just to prove a point, I want to show you who I'm starting instead of Richard. <laughs> this is instead <laughs> of Moss. Instead of Moss, and I unfortunately have to start McKinnon. There's Damian Williams, Keyshawn Vaughn, Miles Gaskin, Yuseck, uh, DJ Dallas, Amir Abdullah. Doesn't get better, better, yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's bad. That is Dulcich. I could pick up um, Braxton Berrios, Deontay Hardy, Khalif Raymond. So, you know, maybe look at Hardy, but yeah, it's not good. No, no, that's rough, man. So, um, all right. Well, Shane, did you
1: finish your red light running backs? Did you mention all of yours? We okay, plan. all right, so we can, we can jump on to green light running backs, running backs we love this week, and I'll kick it off. Uh, my first one is Kenneth Walker versus Arizona. Now, I mean, the Cardinals have a bad defense. This is no secret. They're one of the worst in defending against running backs, allowing over 25 fantasy points per game. Walker has been a top 15 running back in each of the last four weeks or his four games, uh, scoring six touchdowns in that span. Like he's just a monster. I think he has his best week yet, and finally surpasses 100 rushing yards. And uh, I, 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 I'm gonna go out and say that Kenneth Walker is gonna be the number one running back this week.
2: That's what uh, I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I would also put him on my my list. I did. I left him off just because I like think that he's probably ranked like three or one. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's that's that's he's just going to dominate that's the only reason he's not on my list is because i think he is rb1 um so yeah it's, he's gonna have an awesome week he's an awesome running back um that's the reason why charbonneau who also looks outstanding hasn't been getting a lot of playing time is because what has walker done to let anyone else get a touch over him you know yeah um, so yeah in a game where the seahawks dominate the the Cardinals, a divisional game. I, I just think Walker's going to be running wild, so I agree. Shane, what do you got?
2: Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Brian Robinson this week. Um, Whoa! Yeah.
0: I, that that could be considered a shocker.
2: I, You know, <laughs> I, given the landscape we're in this week, I don't think it's that shocking. Like, I, I don't know it's it's not the it's not that pick of the week um you know but the giants they they're giving almost up 150 yards rushing a game um, i just think you look at his last two weeks and it was kind of a tough matchup so like the falcons are a tougher run defense than people give him credit for and then the week before that he was just totally game scripted out of that game with the bears i mean once they got up you know so many points he would that's not a game script that's um, good for Robinson to have. Let's talk about the Bears' run defense. So we,
0: we had talked about how something clicked in that game against um, against the, the Skins. Well, then Madison didn't do shit the following game. I realized that that has been since Floos took over the defense and that pedophile left the Bears. Okay. So, right. like – Floose clearly has that rush defense dialed in, and and, and that's what? Allegedly. 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 Yeah. Um, Where there's smoke, there's fire on that one. But, um, yeah, anyways, Floose took over the run defense, and I think it's looking a lot better. So, you know, I, I agree with you that against the Cupcake Giants team, he should be able to run wild. So, I like yeah. it. It's still a and shocker. It's
2: it, internally that is a shocker, and he's getting like he's getting involvement in the pass game too. Like he's had like six receptions and a touchdown over the last couple of weeks. I mean, for him, that's if you get three catches out of him a game, that's huge. Yeah, it's
0: massive. Um, yeah, I, I I'd be interested. You saw Antonio Gibson, um, have a couple like really good-looking place To me, it's like, why aren't we doing more of that? Uh, yeah. Will, will they? Probably not. But um, anyways, I thought that that's worth noting. Oh, absolutely. Um, my other
1: running back, green light running back of the week, is Javante Williams going against Green Bay. Um, Javante Williams hasn't really done much all season. Uh, His best finish was week three against Miami, where he was running back 27. Uh, His carries have decreased every single game since week one. And last week, he only played 35% of snaps. Now, I know I'm giving all these negative things about Javante, but I think this is where he turns it around. Um, I think he changes the narrative. Green Bay is a bottom five defense against a run. And if Denver wants to win this game, it's going to be on the ground. And I, I think Javante scores a touchdown for the first time this season he will find the end zone. So I, I like Javante this week.
0: Yeah, so you say all of that, but, like, you don't say why. The reason why he, like, he's been – he's coming off a brutal knee injury. It's not like it's, like, his performance is causing him to do that. It's just because the Broncos are 1-5. in five. They've been coming from behind in a lot of games. And, and quite frankly, like, he's just – it, it takes a little bit. Like you, you've seen how Brees Hall, Brees Hall's ramp up has made a little bit more sense in terms of touches, but yeah. Javante like is still figuring it out and gaining the confidence in his body. You're starting to see a little bit of it with him, like lowering his shoulder on people or hitting a spin move, but it's not like you know it, he's still getting caught up to game speed. So that's the decrease of uh, of touches it's not necessarily something that should pull a red flag. It's just like a team that expected to make the playoffs, trying to figure it out and not running out their banged up, not banged up, but the recovering running back who needs to, you know, that's more so just who the Broncos are as a team than like Javante performance on the field. So I agree. I almost put Javante on my list. Um, so uh, I think he's, from what I saw last game with him, he looks like he's starting to just have that juice that you don't necessarily have when you haven't played ball in a year or your knee just got torn three different ligaments.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: that makes sense. Shane, what do you
1: what do you got on that?
2: Yeah, I mean. I, it but he's just going to be maybe two weeks behind him you know so we saw the the explosion with hall so i think he's trailing him maybe Mm -hmm. one or two weeks so um i just i love this i just love to see that backfield become a two-man show and just whether if it's whether if it's jaleel supplementing um samaji instead you know that's fine just narrow it down to two guys
1: yeah. yeah, it's going to be hard for them to uh, have good games when all three of them are touching the ball. Yeah. I mean, Jaleel had the most workload or had the largest workload last week, but also game script wise and stuff. So, yeah, I, I think uh, Javante changes that narrative this week. So,
0: um, all right,
1: what else? Who else have you guys got for Greenlight Running I have.
0: Uh, so I have DeAndre Swift. Um, that might not be like the most shocking pick either. He's just been awesome all year. I just like. Don't know where I can put Eagles. Like I want it, to be honest. I would have green light. Jalen Hurts, DeAndre Swift, AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, and Dallas Goddard. Like every Eagle. I think this is an awesome spot for the Eagles. Um, I think public is extremely heavy on the Dolphins. Well, let's put it this way: if you think. Jalen, if you think that the Eagles are one of the best teams in the NFL and you're a believer in Jalen Hurts, then the Eagles are going to win this game. That's like about as black and white as it can get, as I can put it. Um, So bounce back spot for the Eagles at home. Prime time against the Dolphins team who, yeah, they've been. They, they're looked at as one of the best offenses like maybe ever compared like to the public and they're sure they're they're putting up an incredible season i think most jerks on pace for 31 rushing touchdowns uh um, <laughs> 2306 receiving yards for for hill like we talked about but look what happens when they played a you know, tier one team in the NFL, they got beat up pretty badly by the Bills. I think that happens again in Philadelphia. Um, You know, the Philly defense is getting some of their pieces back. Um, Their defensive line is, is it the best in the league? I mean, I keep saying that about the Browns. Um, (laughs) You could say that the Jets are one of the best. Like it's between 49ers. Yeah, I mean, like, there's some really good defenses, but those two big boys in the middle, um, Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, they're just going to suffocate Tua. And that's exactly how that's his Achilles heel is putting pressure on him, making him comfortable. Don't let him, you know, go through those uh, developing, longer developing plays for the Dolphins. But I honestly like some of the Dolphins players, too. Like, you'll hear me talk about Waddle later. Uh, But, anyways, I, I want players in this game. I think uh, it's going to go against that prime time under. Uh, I think the over-unders at 52, there's going to be a lot of points. Both offenses are going to kind of show who they are and flex their muscles. That being said, I could see the Eagles calling a game where they stay on the field and kind of have those long run the ball down their throat type drives just to try to slow down any kind of, momentum or like rhythm that the Dolphins offense could uh, could get so because of that I think Swift will have a big day
2: yeah Chuba Hubbard had a pretty good day against that Dolphins defense rushing the ball I think he was at like 4.8 yards per carry he had put up 90 yards and a touchdown so
0: yeah I mean the Dolphins defense just isn't that good like it's not they're just play they know that they're they're They know that their offense is so much better than everyone else's, and they're so (laughs) confident in their ability to score that they just play a very bend-don't-break type Mm -hmm. of defense, which is fine, and it works against most teams. But when you're playing at Philadelphia, one of the best teams in the league, it's just not going to work as it didn't against the Bills, right? Um, Yeah. So I think that's going to be you know, perfect thing to look at for this game is the Bills. And if you're a believer in the Eagles, if you think Jalen Hurts is a elite quarterback, Eagles win this game. It's just – that's pretty, pretty, you know, pretty clear to me. But um, DeAndre Swift. And then I also have – this is going to come as a cold shocker.
2: Uh, Uh-oh.
0: Jalen Warren. Mm. Jaylen okay warren.
2: i'm intrigued with this because i'm starting him in our sport pizza league so yeah <laughs> lay it on me lay it did that, on me did, did that did that tickle your fancy Shane O'Mac? <laughs> yeah it did um,
0: <laughs> i uh i don't know man it's like at at la um that's warren seems to be taking over a little bit of that backfield the Rams are a defense that's been a lot better than expected this year, the Rams in general, but I think Steelers, um, you know, coming off that bye, um, had a couple of weeks to prepare. They're going to be ready for this game, and, you know, going out to L.A., that's an, that's a place that can that's – a, That's a, it's a place that points can be put up, not to say that, like, the Steelers are an explosive offense, but I just think that – with Najee starting to lose his grasp on the backfield a little bit and Warren looking really good doing it. Um, I, you know, we're starting to see that pendulum swing the other way uh, in 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 Warren's favor. And you're just seeing like the team gain a little bit more juice when Warren's on the field. Like they just understand that he has that big playability that Najee hasn't really shown. Um, so the team, when they see Warren in the backfield, you you can just kind of see that extra that extra gear, if you will. So I, I think we start to see that a little bit more, and I'd like to see Warren break a big run and just kind of have one of those momentum-type games that when he's on the field, they're a much better offense. And uh, Canada might not be smart enough to realize that. He might just be such a buzzkill that – You know, you see one drive Warren has a 40 yard touchdown run and doesn't go back to him because he's just incompetent. But hopefully he's smart enough to see, you know, how much better the offense is with Warren in the game. And I just think he could go out and have a big game against the Rams. Uh, The other thing I want to note is like running at Aaron Donald at the defensive tackles for the Rams, like Najee is a very much between the tackles type runner, whereas Warren, you can get more creative, do stretch runs, just kind of get him outside, uh, and he's a little bit more shifty, so I think that plays to his favor as well in this game. Shane, how do you how do you like that?
2: Yeah, that makes me feel a little bit better. I mean, it is a week where I like he's my only option, unless I wanted to pick up like Zach Evans, which I really didn't want to. I think Warren's my my feeling going into it was Warren's a play over. The running back pickups, whether if it's Jordan Mason or Zach Evans, my gut feeling was Warren has more upside than those guys.
1: Yeah, I've been I've been waiting for that Warren uh, tide to turn. Uh, he's just to me, he's the better running back in that room. So. Um, but yeah, I love that. Shane, did you have anybody else on your
2: green light list before we kick it over to wide receivers? So I had I had somebody, but I just saw an alert, and so Roshan Johnson still hasn't cleared the concussion protocol no as, as of as of like 30 minutes ago. <sighs> I really did like the map. I, I don't care if Teabag was in that game starting for quarterback. <laughs> I felt like that was just going to be more dump off passes to Johnson. Yeah. Um, so if he, it's a little concerning at this point on Wednesday that he still hasn't cleared it when other guys like Kincaid and some other guys have already cleared it, the concussion protocol um so if he's out then i'm just going to pivot i'm gonna this guy is going to be my kenneth walker pick for you truck and i'm going with josh jacobs even though he's going to be ranked in the top 10 i think the matchup even if he's got a backup quarterback also uh he just is going to have such a high floor with his receptions he hasn't gotten past 77 yards rushing this year but i think this is the week where he could get to 100 yards rushing and then he's going to still give you that five catches for 50 or 60 yards and probably finish as a top five running back.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I'm, I'm hoping that Bears defense, like we talked about earlier, steps it up and has another big game. But, yeah, you're probably right. Josh Jacobs is going to have, a, I think, a top five week. But, um, yeah, he's he's ranked up there for sure. Put him on your green list. Uh, that's all right. I already have a... No, I, I got put a, him on your green list. No. Nah, <laughs> nah.
0: uh, all right.
1: Let's jump over to red light wide receivers. Uh, Coles, kick us off. Who do you got for a red light wide receiver this week?
0: One second. I'm just putting the chat. Josh Jacobs is on trucks. <laughs> uh, you goofball. All right. We're good. Um, so red light receivers i don't really like anyone that i have to be honest i was gonna plan on sniping one from you guys but i have drake london (laughs) um i have drake london i i don't like this game at bucks for the falcons divisional game Ritter's just like i mean watching that highlights from like his big game which i believe i had him on my green list last week um he put up 125 yards that was awesome to see but like even a lot of those plays where he made you know some big 25 yard catches it was just like dog shit throws and he's such a good wide receiver that he made an unbelievable play on um I just uh, Ritter's not good uh he doesn't he predetermines where the ball is going before the play whether there's one-on-one coverage or there's three men there here's another stat about Ritter that I heard that was pretty shocking he is 0 for 10 against the spread in the first half so he's just slow starter not good um maybe not all that is on Ritter the against the spread point part it could a lot be like the game plan that artie smith has uh he's also a dog shit coach but anyways <laughs> I, I just uh, coming off of, coming off of a big week um uh, this offense like yeah Ritter's could put up some big performances two top 10 finishes for quarterbacks but like he hasn't really looked good doing it you know he put what was it 302 with an interception last week and that was considered to be a very bad game like just watching football and how he could have won that game on three separate drives and just didn't. I, I'm, I'm off. I, I just don't like Ritter. I think he fails to get his playmakers the ball. it would be one of those things with this <clears throat> with this uh, um, Falcons receiving court, and even now Bijan, which is just ridiculous. It's like Arthur Smith game plans for Mac Hollins, Jonu Smith, and Tyler Algier when you have <laughs> –
1: Drake London,
0: Kyle Pitts. absolute fucking moron. (laughs) Yeah, he's such a bad coach. It's unreal. But, um, yeah, Um, that's how I feel there. I'm off on London. Not going to have two huge games in a row because Arthur Smith's dog shit and so is the quarterback.
1: Yeah, and I think people are going to be excited to start him after the game that they they had uh, last week if he was in their starting lineup. So, yeah, that's Mm -hmm. a great point. Yeah. Um, I'll go ahead and kick it off. Uh, I have Michael Pittman on my red light wide receiver list. I talked about fading the Colts earlier with my Taylor and Moss, and it goes the same thing for Pittman. I mean, uh, Minshew did throw over 300 yards last week, but he also threw three interceptions. And this week, it I mean, the, the Browns are allowing the fewest passing yards per game, uh, 124 yards per game. And they're really, really good against uh, uh, stopping quarterbacks from having a good fantasy day. So I, I think that goes inside with Michael Pittman having a bad day. Uh, yeah, he had a good game last week, but I don't think that continues this week. I would look elsewhere.
2: Yeah, yeah. I had Pittman also. You know, it's what's funny, I was looking up and I couldn't believe it. But, you know, so like Pittman had 10 or 14 targets last week. He had nine catches. So he had yeah. nine catches last week. The Browns have only given up 35 catches to wide receivers in five games. I mean, it's – so, yeah, Pittman was on my list also. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> uh, Shane, who else is on your list?
2: Uh, so I'm going to carry over my Trevor Lawrence team. I'm going with Calvin Ridley. And um, I put my money where my mouth is. Last week I in one of my big leagues, I traded away Ridley. And part of it was I just was not, like, seeing this – Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram are taking away opportunities from him. Like it's over. Like the last five games, like uh, Kirk's had like 25% of the targets, while Ridley's only had like 15%. I mean, um, they're taking away um, those opportunities. Travis Etienne is taking away scoring opportunities. You know, when they get inside the 10, he's converting. Um, on his running opportunities. And I just think this game at New Orleans is set up to be maybe they max out at 14, 17 points. So uh, maybe you get one passing scoring opportunity for the team this week.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: <clears throat> um, yeah. I, I mean, I, that's kind of why preseason I was off on Ridley was. Knowing that Kirk, knowing that Ingram, I mean, we kind of knew that this team was a little bit crammed. Like, week one perfect example, Zay Jones. How many targets did he have? Uh, that was a lot. He almost said double like, digit, I think. Double yeah. digits, yeah. maybe. Like, no. Yeah. Like, there's just so many mouths to feed there. And like, Zay to me is not even like that big of a mouth. Like, he's not that good in my mind. Yeah, uh, but you know, Kirk is he was wide receiver one last year. Like, they Trevor Lawrence has an entire year of success with Kirk built with Ingram built, you know. So, um, Ridley's an incredible talent, but he just adds another mouth to feed in that offense. Etn's a guy that we knew is going to get going this year. Um, since he is a huge part of that offense, he is fully healthy he is Trevor Lawrence's guy like it's so i i don't know i, I there's still going to be games it, it's kind of weird to say but like Ridley to me now is almost like a wide receiver one boom bust type player um yeah so yeah, yeah that's we'll the that's the reality still, right now yeah i think we'll still see some big games from him but you know, you know he's not to me he's not a wide receiver one because it's not going to be it's going to be so inconsistent, but and he probably going to
2: and he'll probably have Lattimore locking up on him for most of that game. Hundred percent,
0: hundred yeah, um, definitely, yeah. So I, I I thought about putting both of those guys, Pittman and Ridley. Um, I just couldn't really figure out where I wanted to go, um, uh, but yeah. Anyways, I, I had London and then also Terry McLaurin is my second guy. Terry McLaurin. Was, uh, yeah, which like to me, it's not the worst matchup. You're at Giants, but it's gonna be a low scoring game, divisional game. We're starting to get, we're gonna see some low scoring divisional games. Falcons, Bucks, uh, Commanders, Giants. I just think a few like even, even I even the Cardinals, Seahawks, like. I think the Seahawks will put up points, but I don't think the Cardinals really will. Anyways, I, I think you're gonna, uh, I think you're gonna start to see some of these like close, frustrating fantasy games. You know the you know some of these division games that like are just back and forth, low scoring, and like the entire the entire game is a wash fantasy wise, and you're like. That was horrible. That was boring. I, you're, we're going to start to see some of those, especially with like such a heavy bye week. What six teams on bye, and then you get a game that's a complete wash like that. We're going to start to see some of these lower scoring fantasy games. I think the Commanders Giants is going to be one of those. Lawrence or McLaurin is um, the, the giant. This Giants team had a little bit of success against the Bills going at home. I think Deontay Banks has been a pretty bright spot for the Giants' um, defense, which doesn't have many bright spots, let's be honest. They've been just bad. Um, But I don't know. I could see Kayvon Thibodeau having a good... uh, I don't know. It's so hard for me to say why the Giants are going to have a good game defensively because they just have been so underwhelming this year. But I have that feeling that the Giants... Defensively, look good. This is a low-scoring game. Maybe Deontay Banks steps up and has a pick. Um, I, I don't know. I, it's they're such a bad defense. I'm hard. I'm having a hard time, you know, scripting why it's going to be a good defensive game for them. But, um, anyways, yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, I have a couple of duos I wanted to bring up that I'm fading.
1: Um, it's George Pickens and Deontay Johnson, and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I don't like either one of their matchups. I don't like those game scripts. Uh, Pickens and Johnson.
0: Pickens and Johnson.
1: Yeah, George Pickens and Deontay Johnson. Deontay's coming back. This should be uh, his first game back, right? He didn't play last week. Yeah. Yeah, his first game back, so I wouldn't be playing him this week. I feel like that's pretty self-explanatory. But the Rams have been actually really good against the pass. They're allowing the third fewest fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers, and I just I, I don't trust this Steelers offense um to produce uh, good games for Pickens or Johnson. And then Evans and Godwin, I mean we we've talked about this Atlanta defense for um for weeks now and I I just I don't think Baker Mayfield is good enough to overcome this tough of a matchup against the Falcons. Um I don't like any of the 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 Buccaneers uh players this week.
0: Gross week. I might be starting Pickens and Deontay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, it's either Deontay Johnson, Josh Downs, Wondell Robinson. I I picked up Downs Robinson yesterday. There's two flexes. Pickens is already in one of those flex spots. Um, So I either start Pickens and Deontay or I start Wondell, which is probably where I'd go. Yeah, Wandale I I just over Josh Downs. Yeah, I would go Wandell over Josh Downs, and it. I mean, I I combo them
1: up. But Pickens, Pickens is is obviously. I th- I think it's well known he's got the best chance of having a good game between Pickens and Johnson. But um I just I
2: I would go elsewhere if I could, but it doesn't sound like you can. <laughs> well, and Pat Frymuth oh, will be yeah. back for the Steelers also. So that's that's a great more, point. One more person to take away some targets.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right.
2: Um, are we good
1: there on red light wide receivers? You guys got any more that we didn't mention?
0: Nope. nope. I'm okay. just looking all at right. this team and getting depressed. My, I'm going to have some <laughs> ugly teams. <now>. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> oh, that midweek fantasy depression uh,
1: gearing up for this week. Uh, all right, Shane, why don't you kick us off uh, wide receiver green lights. Who do you love
2: this week? Who's uh, in locked in your lineups? Uh, this guy I'm going with, as he's coming off his worst game, I'm going to Puka Nakua um, against Puka. the Steelers.
1: Puka, Puka.
2: Puka. He only had 26 yards receiving, but, like, you got to look a little bit past that and see that, A, he dropped a touchdown pass that you don't know, see. Yeah, like 25-yarder. Yeah, he normally <clears throat> wouldn't do it. He still got over 30% of the targets. Um, then a couple things, like the Steelers, they're not – the good defense against the pass, of, you know, that like they've been in the past, they're like 25th in the league passing yards allowed. Um, and then just don't discount the the Rams throwing the ball even more this week with Kyron Williams out, you know, getting that down inside the 10, inside the five. Maybe we see more passing opportunities in that game. Yeah. I,
0: I, you know, Stafford's licking his chops. He's like, Ooh, I can throw the ball 50 times this game. <laughs> um Yeah. Uh, so here's an interesting thing. Uh, I I I I split a dynasty league. It's actually commissioners sitting over to the to the right over there. Um, I tried to uh, I brought I proposed potentially try. So I have Puka Nakua. I have him on my taxi squad, and I was I asked my partner in that league. I said. Would you trade Puka Nakua in Dynasty right now for Rashi Rice, who is someone that I have in my green light list? And Puka is on taxi, so he would ha- if I if this is correct, truck, he would have to go to that player's taxi, but then I would get Rashi Rice on my active roster because he's an active roster player, right?
1: Um, yes, this is the first time we've had a situation like this. And my, my dynasty league is a little different. I I have the uh, taxi squad locked, so you can't promote anyone from the taxi squad. You just put them there and they, they're stashed all year round. So, uh, in this situation, he can't promote him to trade him. Um, and when Cole's asked me about it before it was trading for another taxi squad member. Was that right? You were going to swap taxi squads. I mean, regardless yeah, but now more. I mean, with with an active player,s yeah, I think I would let that go through.
0: If you're, if he's going to stay on his taxi, taxi squad, taxi goes then, to taxi, and then active active goes, to, goes to active. Yeah, yeah. So I would have value in that. I could I could play Rashi this year. He wouldn't be able to play Puka this year, right? But I think that Rashi has the potential to become number one. I you, I've told you guys how high I run Rashi. Um, yeah. So, and then Puka like. I don't know. The reason why we're not going to do it is my partner thinks Puka is like has top 10, top 10 potential as a wide receiver. Uh, Okay. Um, (laughs) Hey, Cooper
2: Cup is getting old, man.
0: That's what he said. Cooper Cup's 31. I was like, yeah, so is Stafford.
2: Yeah, that's my only concern is Stafford.
0: Um, So I I would do the trade just because like I like. Patrick Mahomes, number one, Kelsey's getting old too. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. I think there's a higher ceiling with Rashi. And I think I've seen enough from him talent wise that like, I just want to buy in now before it's too late. So, yeah,
1: Oh, absolutely. I can, I can totally get on board with that. And uh, that makes a lot of sense. That was the completely off
0: track it. besides Rashi rice is on my, <laughs> it,
1: no, I, on I, yeah, it's, it's a good caveat. So, um, go ahead. It, it, did you have anything else you want to talk about, Rasheed Rice? I mean, you did uh, blow him up yeah. right there. So,
0: yeah, I just think he's on his he's on the rise. Um, and he's buy low. Char- yeah, and he's on the he's playing the Chargers this week. I'm excited to watch that game. I always love the Chargers Chiefs game. Um, so I just think it's going to be. I don't even know if high scoring. I want to call it high scoring. I think there's going to be. It's going to be a very active game, like always. Teams are going to be you know, up and down the field, probably leading to points. But um, you never know with the divisional game. Yeah. Um, well, I'll jump in,
1: Shane. I agree with you. I have Puka Nakua on my green oh. list as well. Um, for all the same reasons you mentioned, I, I, I'll piggyback off of all those. Um, Steelers not have a good passing defense. Uh, Puka coming off a bad game, dropped that touchdown. I think he bounces back this week and uh, expect a big game from Puka. Uh, And then as well, I do have Jalen Waddle. I know, Coles, you mentioned him earlier. He's on my green light list. Um, Coming off of two big games, man, he's got a touchdown. Yeah, there goes Shane with the Waddle dance. I love it. Um, Yeah, there you go. We all do it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he's coming off his best game yet, man. Ten targets in week five, nine targets last week. He has a touchdown in both of those games. Your window to buy low on Waddle is closing, and it's closing fast. Like, um, you know, he hasn't been where the the caliber of wide receiver that people drafted him. So you may be able to catch somebody with a, a bitter opinion on him because he hasn't really been producing thus far in the season. So uh, I think I think uh, another bold call here. I think his, his best game yet, and he gets over 100 yards this week.
0: So yeah, I, I agree. I have Waddle, but before that, I want to. Go back to Puka, I, Truck. You definitely were the like middle school kid wearing Puka shell necklaces, weren't you? <laughs> I definitely had a Puka shell necklace growing up. Yes. All right. I yes. just wanted to make note of that. I got, yeah. I, I bought it on my my Myrtle
1: Beach uh, vacation when I was in like. S- Sixth yeah. grade, fifth grade. Did, did
0: you ever get to frost in
1: the tips too? Or no, no, I never, <laughs> never did frosted tips. Had the spiky hair. I had the gel, the massive gel in the hair, spiky hair, yeah. but never did frosted
0: tips. Uh, yeah, that yeah. that style I did not, <laughs> did not care for. Uh, just wanted to note that, but yeah, um, <laughs> I like Waddle as well. I just like this game. I mentioned a lot of points. Waddle, um, I, I think Slay is coming back. Um, so you'll you're not going to see the Eagles' lockdown defense like we saw a little bit last year. Like they're still going to have to get caught back up to speed. But um, I just think we're going to see an awesome Sunday night football game um, in Waddle. I'm so excited to see the Waddle in Philly. Yeah, pumped. Um, but yeah, big game from Waddle. Big game from you're going to want to start any Dolphins and Eagles player you have. And just kind of have a a nice relaxing Sunday night. We might even be on stream. Who knows? But um, but yeah, a lot of points in that game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Shane, what else you got? You got anything else?
2: Yeah. So I would like to go back to Rasheed Rice because I think Rasheed Rice could be a. I think Shane
1: O'Mac, shocker of the week.
2: Is a top twenty receiver this week.
1: Ooh. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Uh,
2: there's just a couple things I like. I mean, obviously the Chargers—they are horrible against the pass. They allow the third most fantasy points. But I mentioned this last night on our waiver wire show. Like, don't discount a uh, discount the, the Justin Watson injury, like him being out. He was. He was taking up a lot of snaps and a lot of Ralph's run. He was doubling up rice uh, in both of those categories. And so I really think that opens up rice to get more opportunities. So now he goes from catching three or four balls to six or seven. And that jump of catches and yards and uh, you know, he can be looked at near the end zone, I think he gets, you know, a score this week. He gets at least 75 yards, maybe on five catches, and you're looking at like an 18 point PPR read. I love that.
0: Yeah. I, I also don't <clears throat> also don't discount that screen pass that Mahomes threw to him that went for like 18 yards. Like I, I specifically think that play sparked something in Mahomes that's like man i have a playmaker here you know yeah Um, and i'm sure he's seen that and seen him make plays throughout camp but like you've been seeing him try to force feed tony that to be that guy and tony's just like we'll catch it and like go towards like just try to do to i don't know what's going on with him he's just horrible he's another he's another clay pool just head case (laughs) thinks he's better than everyone just like piece of shit but um <laughs> but yeah I I love that chain uh Rashi to the moon love it uh all right well the if you
1: guys are good we'll, we'll jump over to red light tight ends uh, oh no I want more oh you do oh go
0: ahead by all means take it away uh I just wanted another player in that game Josh Palmer looks good I think Josh Palmer looks a lot better than he did last year um if Justin Herbert, would had a little bit better of a game, then I think Palmer would have had a breakout performance. Like he probably had he had that one touchdown called back um that I got pissed at truck on stream about. And then he had another <laughs> touchdown. <laughs> He had another touchdown where he had a crossing route over the middle, deep in the end zone where he was wide open. And I think Herbert threw it behind him or maybe uh, something else. Something happened. I forget what what exactly happened, but there was two times that where he was like open for a touchdown. Um, So I, I think he's running routes. He's getting open. And honestly, he just looks like a better receiver. So I don't know if that's, you know, a year older, a year better um or what but i like palmer i think i want people in that chargers chiefs game as well herbert probably playing from behind for a good bit of the game but also i think it's going to be a close maybe field goal game so um josh palmer and then this is probably another cold shocker jsn oh I think JSN, it's going to be – it's one of those weeks where, like, if you're in a deep league, he may be sitting there on your bench and you lost confidence in him. I think a little bit of that confidence could have been gained last week. You saw – I don't know, what did he have, like three or four catches for 45 yards probably. I don't know his exact stat line. I can look it up right now.
2: Yeah, but something um, like that.
0: I I think JSN got going a little bit, and Gino is going to look to kind of – grow his role i mean he's so talented right it's just been a lot of walker um and then a lot of trying to keep metcalf happy in order for metcalf to be happy you have to throw him the ball a lot um and then of course lockett's so good that uh it's just been hard to to get him to get him involved but where is it four for 48 so on five targets so if we if we see that number spike up a little bit to seven or eight targets and he gets, you know, six catches um for 80 yards, maybe even a touchdown, then that's a huge day, right? And that's yeah. where you that's like a performance you start to build momentum on. <laughs> well, in order to, to really start that, a 4 for 48 uh is something to build on, you know. Um so I just like after a slow start to the season maybe start to build um both on like jsn and his personal confidence but gino understanding that he has another weapon that can take that offense to the next level so let's feed that and see if it grows and i can see that happening here against a horrible horrible uh secondary for the the cardinals so i don't know yeah Maybe if uh, if Gina would stop throwing to Bobo the clown, I just
1: uh, you know for some reason, dude. You just I just every time I watch that game, he's Bobo with a catch, Bobo with a catch. It's like two dude, targets. JSN, come on,
0: he only had two targets.
1: Yeah, throughout the season, I'm talking. Bobo's been seems like uh, more active than JSN. Uh, all right, calls. You got anything else? Um. That is it. Okay. Uh, On to red light tight ends. This is a segment for just Shane and I. Coles made a proclamation last week that he will not be doing any red light tight ends. Uh, So, Shane, go ahead and kick us (laughs) off. Who's your red light tight end? Be (laughs) right (laughs) back. Perfect timing. Perfect timing, Coles.
2: (laughs) So, you know, this was tough, but I, you know, I'm going with a guy who's going to be ranked in the top three, four uh, this week. Yeah. I'm going. St. Laporta at Baltimore. And I just, yeah. I'm real concerned at at Baltimore, that matchup with that defense, they allow the fewest fantasy points to tight ends. They've only given up 22 catches. I looked up um, to tight ends all year. So I just have some concerns with Laporta, um, you know, having his normal where he could get maybe six, seven catches for 50 or 60 yards. Um, maybe we start to see a little bit more Jameson Williams um, targets and catches also. So I, I just yeah. have a slight concern with him this week compared to what he's normally been doing.
1: Yeah, I, I'm on the same boat with you. I have Sam Laporta as my red light tight end this week. And I I took a look at his numbers. He's had two great games. Now, mind you, they are great games. Uh, 22 points over 22 in week three with the, against Atlanta not over 19 points in week five against Carolina. But outside of that, he's been pretty mediocre. He's kind of middle of the road, Uh eight points, 11 points, nine points, seven points. Like, and I just think you're going to have a game more similar to that side of things against the Baltimore Ravens that you're just, he's not going to help you win this game or this, yeah. this matchup this week. I was so. going to
0: say, I don't even listen to any red light tight ends. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, all right, well, Coles, go ahead and kick us off with your green light tight ends then. Since, what did uh, you guys have first? I Sam, just want to hear. Sam Laporta.
2: Laporta. Laporta
0: is a red light?
1: Yeah. Oh. The Baltimore Ravens defense is the best defense against tight ends. And uh, I made the case, outside of those two games, uh, Laporta's been pretty mediocre. So, um, but, but, yeah, go ahead, Coles, what do you got?
0: Um, green light. Mark Andrews, no surprise there. Yep. Mark Jackson, Mark Andrews. Um, and then I don't even want to say it. To say it.
1: Travis say Kelsey. It. Dalton Kincaid. <laughs> 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 this uh, is a long the week. Yes. Yes. Okay. This go ahead, is Dalton, go the ahead.
0: week. Uh okay. coming off concussion. Um Bill Belichick likes to take away the number one target. That is Stefan Diggs. Um, uh, we're gonna need Josh Allen's gonna need to look somewhere else. That's going to be Dalton Kincaid. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to do the
1: conspiracy because uh I feel like Coles, this is gonna be a weekly thing for you on Red Light, Green Light, where
0: this is the week. Dalton Kincaid comes into action. This is it. Oh, this this is is, actually the week. This is actually the week. Uh, (laughs) Bills are going to beat the shit out of the Patriots. It's going to be one of those like, you know, we're like they've uh, there's I don't know for sure the last few years of the Bills kind of outperforming the Patriots. Yeah, Um, they have gone into Foxborough and slipped up. Right, I I just Mm -hmm. don't know that for sure. I'm just. That's what my brain is telling me. And yeah. um, this is going to be one of those like bills know that the Patriots are down and they're going to fucking kick them while they're down. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that bills are going to score um, digs will be limited to a certain extent. Um, but I think this will be one of those games where you're going to have to see production from other pieces of the bills offense and, that brings me to Dalton Kincaid.
1: <laughs> all right, I like it. I can get behind it. I love me some Kincaid, and I can't wait for him to uh, to show up. So that's uh, that's where I'm at with it. Uh, all right, well, uh, Shane, who do you got for your green light tight end of the week?
2: I am going to Mr. Rollercoaster tight end himself. I'm going to George Kittle. I think this is the up week. You got no CMC, probably no Devo Samuel or a limited Devo Samuel where he's maybe just like he was two weeks ago when he's more of a decoy. And I think Kittle draws in more targets, more reception. So this is his up week. Okay. I like it. Green
0: light, wide receiver, Brandon Ayuk. Put him on my board right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he was uh, on my short list this week. uh, Brandon Ayuk, green light, wide receiver. Um, But my green light tight end this week is Luke Musgrave um, going against Denver. Luke has started this this, uh, year kind of hot and cold. He's been a top 15 guy three out of five weeks, eight targets in week three, seven targets in week five. The Broncos rank dead last in defending against tight ends. Uh, if he gets anywhere between that seven and eight targets, I think he has a good game. Uh, so I, I think he will uh, be a uh, a bright light in your lineup this week, Luke Musgrave.
0: I'm forcing you to bet the over on that game. Uh, the over on the game? Yes. I'm not. I w- I won't be doing that. Why? You've just named literally every player on the team that.
1: i named i named two players jordan love and luke musgrave those are the only players i named
0: javante williams
1: uh okay yeah javante williams i forgot about him as well
0: yeah so you're betting the over
1: no i just think javante williams can have a good game luke musgrave can have a good game and jordan love can have a good game without the over hitting so
0: okay well you're gonna bet the over We'll see. We'll we'll look at it. We'll we'll
1: look at it on on the Thursday night live stream. We'll look you at it. You can't just contradict and
0: yourself. Do you 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 have
2: I to,
1: don't like, think do that's contradicting. Think the the game game two is things going over. The game is Those two going things over do not have mind. to live together simultaneously. You can think yeah, people you know. can have a good game and the and the over not hitting. I don't think those have to be
0: the same. They're they're not in the same in my opinion. Then you're just contradicting game scripts and then that's just like
1: not, you, you yeah. however it works and your dumb brain calls
0: That works for me. So, so I'm the one. You're the one contradicting game scripts that (laughs) you're calling me dumb. That's (laughs) how you refer to. I'm not calling you dumb. Now we're on to. I'm not calling you dumb because in in many many
1: streams you refer to your brain as your dumb brain and how it works for you and how you make sense of things. So if it makes sense now, for you, next, to think thing, I'm
0: contradicting, next, thing, <laughs> next thing we're going to hear out of your mouth, as, Ryan, as Shane just slowly compare, slips out of the you're screen, you're going to compare a Canadian goose <laughs> to a bald eagle is the next thing that's going to come out. Oh,
1: shout face. out to Joe Oracle. Yeah, no calls. You're, you're not going to get me on this. I, I, those two things do not live together okay. in unison. But uh, if you want to believe that, then that's on you. Um, So that does it for our red light, green light segment of the week. We are now getting into our mailbag segment where we answer all your questions, all your comments here in the live chat. Thank you all for joining. Thank you all for sticking around.
2: All
1: right. A.S. First question: Make any moves? He's three and three, an eighth out of a twelve-team league. He has Gino, Cooper, Cup, Amari, Flowers, Swift, Kamara, Fryermuth, and Christian Watson in his flex on his bench. He's got Pollard, Hopkins, Godwin, Naji, Stroud, Dowdle. Are you guys making any moves here?
0: No, Jeez. drop, er, drop Anthony Richardson. Your team's—I yeah. I think his team's yeah. really good, so. Yeah, Unless it's yeah. a keeper
2: league, yeah. You don't need to hold on to him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm on that, board with that. That team's good. I would stay put. You're going to win this week. You have Gino Cup. I mean, even Amari. I don't see any of those. I don't have a problem with any of those players um, this week. You have Christian Watson. Truck thinks that game's going over, so he'll probably <laughs> have a good game. Uh, Kamara's... <laughs> Kamar and Swift honestly are like two of probably the best dr- running backs per like their where you where their draft position was. Yeah. Um, I, I think they're both what top seven running backs, maybe top five rest of season. Um, yeah. And, you know, got them in the what seventh round ish. I don't know. Yeah, sixth, somewhere around there for round, sure. Maybe. Yeah. So, uh, I love that. What do you guys think about quarterback is Gino and Stroud consistent enough? I mean, cause he's got Pollard as well.
1: Well, Stroud's on a buy this week. So Gino's his only option.
0: That team's super balanced. I like it a lot. I would stay mm-hmm. put. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Thanks for your question. Alex
1: Payne. Next question. I just traded CMC and Zach Moss for Eckler and Puka. Did I win? He has, JT and Henry already in a 12-man PPR and was in need of a wide receiver. CM
0: Moss. Eckler
2: and Puka. Yeah, I like it. No, I like it. JT and Henry. Yeah. I Yeah. I think Puka has year-long standing value. Um, CMC maybe misses one to two weeks, but who knows what the rest of the year looks like for him him and Eckler are similar in that regards, but like this week you're going to get a big bump up in Eckler playing over CMC, um, especially if, yeah, if your wide receiver room is, is, is weak. Uh, yeah. I like you upgraded. You yeah.
1: yeah I, I like that too. Eckler uh, is definitely going to bounce back. I think after coming back from this injury uh, it's just hard giving up CMC, but Moss is trending downward. So uh, I think you did. I think you did good there. Um, I think you won that trade. Um, All right. Next question. Hunter Johnson. Uh, Thank you.
0: Go ahead, Coles. Yeah. The only thing I was going to add, I mean, Eckler had a slow start to last game. Cowboys defense is good. Uh, The only thing that I would add there is like, which I don't really know the answer to is Christian McCaffrey, Preseason, the reason I was very high on Eli Mitchell was because I didn't think McCaffrey would be used as much as he has been. Now, maybe because of this injury, does it go to that where McCaffrey is used, but then when they get in a lead, they kind of use that secondary running piece more? I, I don't know. I would be interested to see how that develops now that, you know, McCaffrey did get a little dinged up which I feel like is inevitable for the amount of workload he was getting. But yeah, that's just the only thing I would make note of with that.
1: Okay. Uh, Hunter Johnson. Thank you for your question. I got sent Devonte Adams, Travis ETN, Jordan Addison for Stefan Diggs and Barkley. Do I accept it? Coles, what do you think here? Devonte Adams, Travis ETN and Jordan Addison for Diggs and Barkley.
0: Uh, I th- I I need more. I,
1: I need more, more more context. Yeah. I, I, as a caveat, we would like to mention everybody answering, uh, asking questions. Please give us as much context as possible to help us uh, give you the <coughs> correct answer or to guide you in the right direction. Um, but right off the bat,
0: I mean, context I, matters too much for me in this one. I, I think how many, how deep your team is, how many players you can start uh ppr you know i'm uh, i'm gonna say uh, i i get what you're saying calls and
1: you're absolutely correct but just on a black and white sense of it um i would accept that trade i think travis etienne is a really good running back he's arguably top five the rest of the season barkley um is a great running back but that offense has been terrible lately and Jordan Addison is on an uptick uh because of the Justin Jefferson being out and DeVonte Adams as well so i right off the bat without any other context i'd probably take wait D- but...
0: DeVonte Adams as well what does that mean because i would disagree in that i think he's trending down this season
1: uh definitely trending down but he's still a target monster in that offense like he's still a beast and i would i would take DeVonte Adams and Jordan Addison with Travis Etienne uh, for Diggs and Barkley. I don't know. Shane, what do you think?
2: I would take it be, because if if Adams' shoulder is right, which I've got to think it, it's fine. It's not too big of a concern. I think the targets and receptions are going to be similar with him and Diggs. Diggs is going to put up more yards, maybe a little bit more touchdowns. But I actually think Travis Etienne for the rest of season is an upgrade over Barkley. Sure. And I think there's enough upside with Addison to help make up for that. Yeah. Yes. So, I, I
0: I am worried about Devante. Let's say like Etn stock up, Diggs stock probably a little bit down. I think that's the same for Diggs in Devontae flipped. Like I think Diggs is not the same as Devante because I don't think the Raiders are very good. I don't think so like we've been talking about this this Raiders team and McDaniels being a bad coach and them what are they? Are they three and three right now?
1: Um the Vegas Raiders are three and three, yes. Yeah, They're so second in their division. They
0: haven't necessarily like things haven't blown up for them yet. It's been kind of they they're sitting in a decent spot, but like we have seen a little P pe- like we've seen a little bit of preseason early on in the season, Devante Adams being frustrated. Um, they seem to have bounced back a little bit, but now you have Jimmy G injured uh, things just aren't for me with the Raiders. Like I just, I, I have, I still have the feeling that things are going to kind of blow up a little bit there um, and that's why i'm like Devonte allen's Devonte adams talent is incredible and you've been seeing jacoby myers pr- be producing so like you th- want to think that davante is going to punch back and be you know uh, be back on that wide receiver one uh pendulum swing back up but for four targets two weeks ago, five targets last week. I know he's dinged up, but like it's just not looking – for me, It's it's, there's a lot of – it's just not looking great for me how I feel about him and the Raiders right now. So I I don't know. That's why I say context matters. I want to see like – and you want to see a need for depth. Wait, no, he's getting – yeah, so I want to see a need for depth, and I want to see, you know, maybe a flex or two. I I, I need to see more there for me to be sold on that trade.
1: Okay, uh moving on. Uh, Aaron, thanks for joining. Yo, what's going on, Chris? Chris Genova, itching on this offer received, guys. What do you guys think? Goth and Pittman for my Kamara. I've got Fields, Loves, Love, Digs, Amon Ra, Walker, Etn, Brees, and Flowers. Wow.
0: Goff and Pittman for Kamara. Love. I mean, fields. Goff would
1: be an upgrade at quarterback. He's got okay. Diggs, Amon Ra, and then Pittman. He's got so Walker, Walker Etienne, Walker, and Brees.
0: Yeah, do it. You got yeah. three solid running backs.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Pittman's uh, even last week. Uh, in a bad game they, they he still performed well so yeah I, I like that uh he also has a Uke. might be uh, might yeah. be a good look too yeah yeah uh,
0: you skipped this one
1: yeah 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 all right <laughs> calls remove yourself remove yourself calls uh, I was trying to do it, but I couldn't. Uh, sorry about that, everybody out there, if uh, that bothered your ears. But calls deals with uh, uh, technical difficulties from time to time, so uh, he'll be back and he'll join us again. Um, but thank you for your question, Chris. Keep them coming, Alex Flores. Uh, which side wins, Bijan and Flowers or Jacobs and TJ Hawkinson PPR? Shane, what do you think, uh, Bijan and Flowers or Jacobs and Hawkinson PPR?
2: I would take Bijan and Flowers, um, assuming you know you're okay at tight end. I just think uh, Bijan, rest of the season compared to Jacobs, there's a much more upside, and I think Flowers is going to be an every week start from here on out.
1: Yeah, I, I think so too. It's this kind of bothers me a little bit with this because Jacobs is. We talked about it today. His receiving upside. Is there like he's very active in this offense? They could lean on the run more now with uh Brian Hoyer, Aiden O'Connell, and TJ Hawkinson. I know we didn't see it last week in the first game without Justin Jefferson, but without JJ Hawkinson, should be very active in this. Uh, calls his back. Um, uh, he should be very active in this, uh, uh in this offense. So, uh, calls real quick. Uh, Bijan and Flowers or Jacobs and Hawkinson? Which side do
0: you lean PPR? Um, which side wins? <sighs> I would love to say Bijan and Flowers. Um, and I probably still lean that route, but it depends what tight end the Bijan Flowers has. Like, Hawkinson is a level above a lot of people. It to, to me, it it depends on what tight end is over there on the Bijan side. I don't love Jacobs. I, I just don't. So, I don't yeah. love the Raiders as I just talked about
1: yep uh all right so uh yeah it looks like uh we're, we're, we're leaning Bijan and flowers although I, I can understand the jacobs and hawkinson context matters let's uh well make sure J- we because of
0: the because of hawkinson is like his floor is above that whole other tiers especially C- without jj really, too you know yeah so that matters a lot Okay, uh,
1: next question. Connor, thank you for your question. I'm not even going to try to pronounce your last name. Ver, I'll try it. Vergy. Ver-G. 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 Uh, he ha- he Ver-G. has Everett, uh, needs to pick up a tight end, half point PPR, Njoku, Logan Thomas, or Janu Smith. Shane, go ahead. What do you got for Logan Thomas, Njoku, or Janu?
2: I'm going John who I mean as a, much as it pains me to say that that freaking Falcons are starting two tight ends like he's getting the same amount of snaps as Kyle Pitts and he's been a top 10 tight end over the last or three Noxie weeks. or not or Nox, Noxie Nox. includes just throwing not that Nox. in there. No, not Nox Kincaid's back. It's John yeah. in for me um, Cole's. What about you?
0: Njoku. <laughs> joku
1: joku it's funny because i'm logan thomas so we're all split here i would like logan thomas man we've seen him uh over-perform as of late but yes uh, the commanders spread the ball around and yes the commanders yeah. don't have that good of a defense or offense but yeah i think i'd rather have logan thomas for the upside yeah i just
0: i like consistency at tight end um and logan thomas is not going to be that because of how they spread it around i mean like he had a what nine catches two weeks ago and then one maybe last yeah. game one for like seven yards so i just don't like that at my tight end position i like i like four for 50 and then a touchdown is what makes a good or bad or a good or you know okay, yeah you l- you're looking Johnny. for that high yeah.
1: floor tight end that's Johnny. Johnny. Yes. I, I will not that's it. i will not
0: support <laughs> any arthur smith propaganda calls and his Lisa janu hatred hey, No, it's it's Smith. I think he's a dog shit coach. Yes.
1: Uh, Okay. Uh, Moving on. B Cork. Thanks for joining me, Mister Buddy. We haven't seen you on a couple uh, streams lately. So, uh, oh, what happened? Hey, hey. hey. Um, Would you trade Jerome Ford and Ramondre Stevenson? Stevenson has some favorable matchups coming up, and Ford saw thirty-eight snaps to Hunt's twenty-eight. Am I overthinking this? So he's just considering moving on from Ford and Stevenson. How do you guys? What do you guys think here? Boy, that's a tough one for me. Um, hmm. I'd be willing to move on from Stevenson, even with his favorable matchups. I really don't want any Patriots. And Jerome Ford, I'm not moving on from him just yet, unless there's a good offer that comes across the table. But I'm not going to be actively shopping him around. I know Hunt saw more snaps, um, but I just uh, – I I don't know. Or I mean, Hunt didn't see more snaps. Upped, his His usage is increasing. I just – I I'm, I'm not there yet. Moving on from Ford, I still think he has a large role in this offense.
0: Yeah, I'd like to say first off that B Cork is starting to rise, getting close to Jacoby Myers on the Trucks Best Friend rankings. <laughs> but also, I probably I, I lean Ford over Stevenson because I like to just fade entire teams, and that's what the Patriots are to me yeah uh, full fade on the patriots act like they don't exist and then uh ford he's gonna still have a role all season he looked great late in that game i mean from from the fact alone late in the game ford is the guy they pointed to and he won them that game so you know that's says it all for me yeah shane you on you on board
2: yeah i, I was just looking up and yeah stevenson's Uh, touches have been pretty bad eight and 10 over the last two weeks yeah even in this even with hunt getting more work last week i think Ford still had 19 carries
1: Yeah. yeah yeah all right b cork thanks for chiming in buddy we always appreciate it danny cousins thank you for your question pick two running backs from madison james cook jonathan taylor ppr for this week uh what do you guys think
0: um if Daniel Jones and Kirk Cousins had a baby, this is what we would get. <laughs> okay. Danny Cousins. <laughs> I, I go cook in Madison. Cook in Madison.
1: Yeah. Uh I'm on board with you there as well because it's Cook in Madison, as painful as it is. And you should change your name to Captain Dallas. Danny Cousins, Captain <laughs> Dallas uh Shane, are you on board uh madison and that. cook
2: yeah cook. <laughs> for sure and, and it's, yeah i guess you go madison <laughs> over taylor
1: okay all right uh danny thanks for your question uh how about dirty another dan. dan it is dirty dan Ooh. thank you for your question would you trade iuk and evans for jacobs and james cook
0: it depends if you have a desperate need for running back and you have wide receiver depth
1: it sounds, I mean, if he's if he's willing to do this trade, it sounds like that is the case. I mean, right? Why would you trade two wide receivers for two running backs if you don't have the deficit yeah. at that position? If that
0: is your need, then yes. That being said, I think the talent on the Iuk and Evans side is probably more than the Jacobs-Cook side. I'd be a little worried if I was a James Cook owner right now, and I'm not a Raiders guy, but Iuk is a wide receiver one on – one of the best teams in the NFC and Evans is a thousand yard receiver every single year um, and is going to be chasing that here late in the season. So um, that being said, if you have a need for running backs and your team gets better, you shouldn't always focus on winning the trade, but how does this make my team better? End of story. Next question.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. Um, uh, yeah, at, I mean, Shane, are you where, where are you at with this?
2: Yeah, I'm the same way. I just need to see what the other roster was like, but yeah, yeah, definitely. If it makes Context your team matters, better, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, B.
1: Cork chiming in with uh, the previous question. He he's clarifying. He's looking to grab Stevenson for Jerome Ford, and I would not I'm do out. that. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Okay. Um, all right, next question, Rob Cali. Rob from Cali, half PPR, 10 man league, plenty of options in the waiver. Uh did you say anything else with that? Or are you just chimed I, in?
0: <laughs> I love that, Rob. Keep smoking the reefer, bro.
1: Yeah, Rob from Cali. Uh, I don't there see anything know. else in the comment section to clarify what you're talking here, but um
0: yeah. Raise it down,
1: Robbie Cali. <laughs> Fernando Meza, thank you for your question. Gino, Gino Smith. Smith. Howell Easy. or Carr, just start week seven. Gino. I am uh, on board there as well. Connor, thank you for your question. What wide receivers ahead of the trade deadline? Are you targeting as buy low, either going somewhere that benefits my, or next man up? Judy, Mims, D-Hop, Burks, eight-man dynasty, half-point PPR. Mims.
0: Yeah, Mims, eight-man dynasty, half-point PPR. Uh, either – what is this question? He's asking.
2: <laughs> so he's he's wanting to tra- he wants to like get ahead of calls. I had the same thought. I'm like, wait, ahead. I gotta reread this. Uh,
0: only of these guys that he posted.
2: Uh, these guys uh, posted, yeah. So like, yeah, he's thinking Mims. if Judy gets yeah. traded, no, than Mims, do so I pick up Mims ahead of the trade deadline? Or are there right, conversations
0: say- that Hopkins gonna get traded? Is that something we're talking about? I haven't heard that, but
2: he may be just referring to maybe trying to grab, get Brooks, uh, Burks Burks. while he's, uh, out and been hurt. Um, so
0: two thoughts pop into my head. First of all, I think Judy genuinely is going to get traded. So I'm all over that Mims pickup. That's something I've been pretty vocal about. Second one is, could you imagine trading AJ Brown for Traylon Burks and Malik Willis? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> um I think he's clarifying here he's saying what wide receiver would you target ahead of the deadline anyone out there so he's Rashi not just, rice. Yeah, I think he's just using that as an example uh with Judy Mims D-Hop Burks um, Rashi so, rice yeah, who are you buying
0: low? Yeah um I don't know, let's start throwing guys out there. Uh, uh, Jalen Waddle,
1: I, I mentioned earlier if you can get him as a buy low, he hasn't uh, he's been underperforming from where people drafted him and you may be able to get him. Uh I yeah, he's probably gonna have a decent price tag, but I think he uh shows improvement throughout the season. Shane, you got any any
2: buy low wide receivers out second. there? Uh see, I'm trying to think here. Um probably not gonna get flowers after his game last week. Uh, um yeah, one of those Denver guys, probably Mims. Um I don't mind. You could probably get him real cheap. I, you know, he, one of those Vikings receivers, Osborne or Addison, I think volume's going to be there. T. Higgins. T. Higgins.
1: Yeah, Coming there you go. With
2: bye. Coming off of injury. Buy this week. I would think he's back to 100% after the buy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I can get behind that. That makes a lot of sense.
0: Um, um, Calls. did you have any – Go Nico ahead. Collins is a good buy low right now. Yes. Um, Brandon Ayuk is what what would you say about DJ Moore right now? <laughs> <laughs> this, like, uh, more yeah, of I,
1: yeah, if or? if if here's here's what I would say about DJ Moore. The people that the whoever has him is probably worried about these next couple of weeks, but if you can, if you have the ability to just stash him on your bench mm-hmm. and see how he progresses with um, T-Bag as quarterback for the Bears, um, yeah. then then maybe then maybe yeah, hold on to him because when Justin does come back, I think DJ Moore kind of goes right back to the role that he was had before the injury. So yeah, if you can afford to stash him, then yeah, I would buy him. All.
2: One if, more, if you Devonta can, Smith.
1: Yes. Yeah. That's a great one, Shane. Devonta Smith is definitely a buy low candidate. Um, he has been underperforming as well, and uh, he should be. Um, uh,
0: another interesting, uh, interesting buy lowish, high upside is Hollywood Brown. Like if you really need to make a move, and you can get Hollywood, thinking that the Cardinals are going to trade him before the deadline, and he could go to a contender. Uh, yeah hollywood's an interesting like try to buy low on his current value and then his future value if he gets traded the ceiling is so much higher uh so if you're sitting two and four and you need to make a move like that then that would be interesting or if you can just get him cheap uh hollywood might be on that list i like amari cooper i know shane doesn't but um you know with pj walker uh he still had a hundred yard game he 108, 116, and a 90 in three out of his five games. I don't know. I like Cooper. Um, yeah, like I do too. To the Browns, who just got a win with PJ Walker against the best team in the NFL, I like them to make a surge late here in the season. And hopefully Deshaun comes back healthy this week and they start to, you know, show what Deshaun could look like if healthy and performing well. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's probably, it's probably it for me. I can scroll all day and throw people at you.
1: (laughs) Hit us up on Twitter as always, uh, for more, um, more conversations about it. But, uh, Connor, thanks for your question. Next one. Yeah. Virgie, we want
0: to We want to know how to say your name too. Truck wants to know you say your name for next time. Virgie. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
1: oh, he's, he's, uh, clarifying. It is Virgie. By the way, I nailed it, Virgie. Let's yeah. go! Yeah. <laughs> All right, Evan Evan, Evan Gittleman, Describe. thank you for your question. Uh, got offered Hawkinson and Zach Moss for Laporta. Do I accept full PPR? Uh, I, I yeah, 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 you accept that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Even though Moss Hockinson's is trending. Better. Yeah, but Hawkinson's better than Laporta the rest of the year, right? Yeah, yeah, yes.
1: yeah I would do that. So someone's uh, – uh, willing to make that and trade. then
0: try to flip Moss for anything, yes.
1: Can. Uh, also, who should I start in my flex, Jalen Warren, Kareem Hunt, or Jameson Williams? Half point PPR,
0: Greenlight Warren. Hey, Green- <laughs> Green Warren,
1: yeah. Jalen Warren, man, Jalen Warren is the play here. Uh, I agree with you. That's uh, that's the flex, Shane. Are you in agreement? I, I saw you clapping am. over there, I okay. Am. Um, Casey Martin. Kate, Yes, Casey, listener. thank you. Um, I have Herbert and Howell at quarterback. Would you give up Howell yes. for Laporta? Only I only have Kincaid at tight end. Pickett is best quarterback on the waiver wire.
0: 100%. You have Justin Herbert. Oh, it's a two-quarterback league, right? Uh, doesn't clarify. It has to be, I would imagine, right? Um, I think this is a two-quarterback league, so this makes it interesting.
1: Well, if it's a two-quarterback league, you're not going to trade a quarterback for a tight end.
0: I need to know if this is a two quarterback league. I, I have to,
2: yeah. I would have to. Casey, let us it know.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: all right. How about the next question? Lex plant some trees. <laughs> uh, should I drop Jalen Warren, Elijah Mitchell, Sam Howell, or Deshaun Watson to pick up Kyler Murray? 21 day window opened up Watson and Howell are my only quarterbacks, 10 team, one quarterback league. Thank you for clarifying Lex. Um, so, who do you guys think should I drop Jalen Warren, no. Elijah Mitchell, Sam Howell, or Deshaun Watson?
0: None of them. Maybe, maybe Elijah Mitchell. If you really are bullish on Kyler Murray, um, in order for him to come back this season, get game ready, and be a threat in fantasy, means that he needs to produce rushing, which I just don't see for this year, coming off an injury, and yeah, it already being week seven.
1: Yeah, he and your quarterback needs a
0: couple of weeks. He probably needs what? A couple of weeks at least to Yeah. At to, least. To practice and then another couple of weeks to ramp up. So now you're already sitting out week 11, 12. I don't see it happening fantasy.
1: Yeah, and and your quarterbacks are still pretty good. I think Deshaun Watson, you know, event,
0: eventually plays good when he comes back from this injury that he's dealing
1: with, but um but uh, Howell's a good placeholder as well, so
0: i think you're still in a good spot i did mention (laughs) after our waiver episode i mentioned a truck i was like damn it i meant to say if you have an open ir spot stash kyler if he's available because there was some news that he his his window might be opening um which you just actually said in there but um so it might be a sneaky move to just like stash on an ir spot but i wouldn't go around like inconveniencing my current roster and team in any way for him, because I just don't see that ceiling being there at all really this year.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, Evan, Evan Gittleman wanted to chime in with uh, that comment. He posted about the Jalen Warren, Kareem Hunt, Jameson Williams. Um, you still trusting Jalen Warren against a tough Rams defense. I think so between your options. So yeah, I Mm -hmm. think uh, you're good there, buddy. Um, all right. So next Rob question Kelly's we got <laughs> Rob Kelly. Uh, someone sent back. me this trade: Damian Pierce for Nico Collins. He has Collins. I have Aaron Jones, Bijan, Chuba, Jalen Warren. I can pick up Ty J Spears. My wide yeah. receivers are Gabe Davis, Keenan Allen, George Pickens, and hundred percent. Do that.
0: Yes. You're, you, you, Aaron Jones, Bijan. That's all you really need there for starting running back uh warren's gonna get uh, both warren and chuba but he's, be, he's but no he's no, 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 yeah, hold on. The hold on he would have to give yeah. up
2: nico collins as well the trade is oh
0: yeah i thought it was like he would be getting someone sent me this trade for nico collins oh yeah uh no yeah it don't looks like don't he. make that trade no
1: <laughs> <laughs> rob kelly thanks Good for comments. chiming in thanks for another question buddy Uh, Fernando Meza, you guys still rather I pick up Geno Smith over Carr, even with Carr's upcoming matchups? Yes, Geno Smith has a great matchup this week. Carr has been playing, like, somewhat well, but he's not good in the red zone, and even with good matchups coming up, like, I I think you can find other options as well. You guys on board? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Jake Rebholz. Thanks for your question. Should I trade Kyron Williams and AJ Brown or Kyron and Jamar Chase for Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams? No. no. I got Pollard and Chase on a buy this week, and I'm 2-4, and four, so he needs a big win. Uh, if you're going to trade Chase – or Kyron, like you, you, I think more. you can do better than you can do better than Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. We yeah. don't even know for
2: sure what Aaron Jones is coming back this week. To I mean, a is he back for sure, and what type of workload is on his first game back? <laughs> yeah, I like, very true.
0: And you could leave Kyron out of that completely, like. Chase for Jones and Devontae, I wouldn't accept that. I'm a Chase owner, and I wouldn't. I would want more than Aaron Jones, who hasn't played at all, and is coming off a hamstring injury, and Devonta Adams, who's just had n- nine targets in the last two games combined. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Casey Martin was to clarify. She that is a one quarterback league. Hundred um, percent. Now, so accept. Yes. Howell for Laporta. <laughs>
2: yes, yes. Do that. Absolutely. Please. And that's coming from Mr. Kincaid guy here too. So I'm a Mr. (laughs) Laporta guy. I'm also a Mr. Laporta guy.
1: Yes. Uh, All right. AM, thanks for chiming in. Thanks for your question. Hi, guys. 10-man PPR. Full PPR. Should I trade Monty, Ridley, D. Pierce for Pacheco and Lamb? So Montgomery, Calvin Ridley, Damian Pierce for Isaiah Pacheco and C.D. Lamb. Um, Obviously, we need more context.
0: Uh, context um, or not, I'm probably in. Lamb's the best player in that trade by far. Yeah. Pacheco, Pacheco's been Pierce, playing really Monty. well. Monty might be gone for two to three weeks that we know. And Ridley's him, hot and cold. Week 11 is what his. Yeah. Week 11 is when he could come back. Lamb's yeah. way better than Ridley. And then Pacheco is just, we know what his role is. And uh, coming into the season, Chiefs running backs average one and a half rushing touchdowns uh, per game under Mahomes. I don't think we've seen that really this year, have we? No. So I expect that number to start to come up. I think Pacheco starts to get some touchdowns on the ground yeah.
2: here. And then yeah, a. I'm if, on board a, with that. AM, if you had an extra spot and you feel like you needed an extra running back, just pick up Singletary, who could be just the same workload yeah. as Pierce.
1: Yes, Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, And then Rob Kelly, thanks, homie. Sorry for the weird context. Uh, My connection is horrible. It's all good, Rob. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate everybody chiming in, asking questions, posting comments. Uh, We love it. Yeah, Uh, this is our favorite part of episodes. Uh, So you guys join us again. Uh, Coles and I will be live. Uh, for Thursday night football, talking our week seven matchups, who we got winning and losing those games. And then on Sunday, we have a Sunday start, sit early morning, 10 a.m. Join us for all of your last minute questions. Um, Coles and I will be doing that as well as a Sunday night live show um, talking uh, during the Sunday night football game. So we go live throughout the week. Follow us on Twitter. Yeah, where's fantasy.
0: our Twitter tags under here? I,
1: I got to gotta, gotta remove uh, our, our Rob Kelly comment. Yeah, uh, yeah. Follow us on Twitter, at Fantasy underscore Trucker, at S McCormick underscore FF, at Coles underscore Sports. Make sure you follow the show, at Fantasy Roadshow. Uh, also, sign up for our Substack. You're going to get an article that kind of lays out the entire episode we just had today. It's the fantasy thefantasyroadshow.substack.com. You're going to want to go on there and submit your uh, your email. That's all we need. And we will be giving you guys every weekly article we produce. Um, and as always, this episode is brought to you by Rule One Proteins. Go to www.ruleoneproteins.com. Enter in Roadies40 at checkout to get 40% off. Cole's over here is about to give us a sample and a rating
0: of their – calls. what is that exactly? This is their pre-workout. It's called Rule One Roar. I told truck, I'm going to go to the gym after this episode. So I would, uh, I would do their, uh, I would sample one of the pre-workouts and this is ferocious. So I imagine it's going to be pretty intense. I don't really take intense pre-workouts anymore. So we may be in for a wild ride here, (laughs) Um, but I am doing, I'm going to go to the gym and work out my legs. So no better time to try their ferocious workout Roar. roar. What flavor um, is that? Lemon lime. It makes me think of the Katy Perry song. You're gonna hear me. You guys are oh, ridiculous. I, I may put that on the headphones when I'm riding my bike to the gym. But nice, uh, nice. Yeah,
1: I, I, I think, up. I think I need some of that for uh, the beginning of these shows. This episode is almost two hours long. Oh, calls,
2: calls, 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 calls.
1: Oh, geez. Right when he's about to uh, sample uh, his pre-workout has <laughs> <his laughs> more technical difficulties. We got to figure out exactly what's going on with his his uh, equipment over there. And I know he's technologically um, uh, illiterate, so I kind of have to help him out with that. But um, again, we appreciate everybody joining us. Um, I'm going to give Coles a, a few minutes to come back because I know he he did. And, and he's back. Uh, let's see. Hey, there we go. There we He's go. Back.
0: Plug the roadies 40. Put in the chat again, right?
1: I already did, but I, I'll re retime it in there. Uh, make sure everybody knows that. Um, it is roadies 40 at checkout. You go to www.rule1proteins.com and All right, roadies 40 at checkout to get 40% off. Uh, go check out the website, man. They got everything. They got multivitamins, pre-workout, protein shakes. Uh, they got a pantry. They got literally anything that you guys need. If you're looking to get back in the gym or if you're looking to step up your supplement game, um, definitely go check them out. They got some good stuff over there, and you get 40% off. So, uh, Cole, how's that flavor?
0: It's great. It's just a very light-tasting uh, lemon-lime. I have a feeling it's going to get me uh going here pretty soon so um (laughs) but very light lemon lime it's not like some of these pre-workouts i've tasted in the past will be very like tangy and this is just a very smooth light lemon lime flavor i'll let you i'll let you know here uh next time maybe thursday night football uh or i'll tweet something about how uh how this ferociousness uh hits me but um yeah anyways if Jalen Warren has a green light, outstanding performance this week, Shane O'Mack and I, next green light, red light, green light, will sing Katy Perry Roar for everyone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's hope that happens. Uh, I got to get out of here. Uh, room service is going to be kicking me out soon. I got to check out of this hotel. So Jeez, thank boys. you all for joining. Uh, we appreciate you, Shane. Thank you very much, Coles. Appreciate hey, it as always. Truck.
0: Yeah. You're driving to Milwaukee today. Make sure you buckle up. Oh, yeah.